1250 KXNO. Ken Miller. Oh, Trent Condon. This is Miller and Condon on Des Moines Sports Station. 106.3 KXNO. All right, good morning, everybody. Welcome to Miller and Condon on a uh, Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Trent Condon, Ken Miller. For the next two hours, talking sports with you. Thanks for uh, lending us an ear here this morning. BMW Des Moines guest list shapes up like this. At the bottom of the hour, we will talk to our friend Matt Rudy from Golf Digest. Of course, the Open Championship begins in about, what, Trent, 12, 13 hours? Sounds about right. About midnight tonight, T goes in the ground for the first time. You'll be watching. No, you won't make it tonight. That's my bet. We'll get to that in a second. <laughs> uh, but uh, we'll talk to Matt Rudy at 1130. We'll preview the final major of the season. At uh, 12.05, David Eicholt will check in on Iowa and uh, the Big Ten with uh, with the comings and goings uh, with Mr. Eicholt. And then at 12.30, I'm excited about this. I've never spoken with Colbert. Now, I hope that it's not back-to-back days that my 12.30, or in this case, our 12.30 guest, <laughs> gets off the air and decides to leave his job, as Stansbury did yesterday. We'll get to that in a second as well. Never talked to Jared on the radio once until yesterday. And he's really good at it. Yeah. He's really good at it. Uh, but Cole Bear's going to join us, and I'm excited to talk to him because I want to know more about you and I. Mm-hmm. And Cyclone fans, here's your opportunity to find out more about you and I as of course, they will uh, take on Iowa State as the curtain goes up on both of their respective seasons on the uh, 2nd of September. But we'll talk to you and I. We'll f- try and pick Cole's brain how they match up with uh, Iowa State in advance of that game. And I'm certain we'll get Cole back in here now that we have his number. There's no escaping us um, <laughs> before the season starts. But as they get set to go to camp, we'll uh, find out uh, what he thinks of this team. He's got a radio show over in eastern Iowa, correct? He does. He's got my old spot. That's old your radio old spot. That's I didn't right. realize that. Yes, 1650 KCNZ in Cedar Falls, Waterloo. and yeah, An hour a day? Yes, I'm in the 5 to 6 slot for a few years over there yeah. before I made my way here to I knew you did it over there. I didn't realize that he's got your old slot. Absolutely. I took over for, oh, what was that guy's name? Guy that was a professor at UNI, and he moved back to Indiana where he was from, and I think oh, he was a professor yeah. at Ball State, something like that. Yeah. And I took over the slot for a couple of years, and it's been so a couple of So when did places. he start? Cole was, there was somebody. No, not Cole, the guy you took over from. Oh, he was there probably five, six years, something like that. Because it was my impression that we were first in Iowa, and now I better tap the brakes on that claim. We'll have to check because I started, what, 2003, 2004? Then we beat him. It was probably late 90s, though, that maybe they got started over there. But yeah, I still think you guys got the first one. Got the jump on Sports yes. Talk Radio in this wonderful state that we call home. And I saw my old sports director, Mark Simpson. He was calling the Cedar Falls game against Southeast Polk yesterday for yeah. 1650 KCNZ. Uh, nice. So talked to him a little bit after the game in my very brief window before the next game What a started. day you had, man. I mean, you had some good games. We had so, a bad game, too. Yeah, you did. Southeast Polk got ran away, and that was one where I was struggling. Yeah. It's a 10 Was that game, game three or game? That was game three. Yeah. First two games, really fun, mm-hmm. really entertaining. Now, Liberty hung around for a while against Johnston before the Dragons pulled away the DCG Dowling game. I mean, it Sounds was, like that was, was nip and nip. tuck. It yeah. really was. It yeah. could have gone either way, and Dowling survived that one. Then you get to the third game, knowing you still got another game on the horizon. Right. And it's a blowout. It just got away in a hurry. Cedar Falls was swinging the bats incredibly well. 
It's 9-0. They push across a run, 10-0. Southeast Polk comes up for the bottom of the fifth. It's going to be a ton run. They push across a run. Oh, no. It's 10-1. So we go to the sixth. Cedar Falls gets another run. All right. And we do end it in six innings, 11-1. And that was... Mercifully. Uncharacteristic Southeast Polk mm-hmm. baseball. They're a team. They're not built offensively like a Johnston, like a Dowling. They're not that kind of team. But they're always so fundamentally sound. Do all the little things right. And they just didn't that day. Mm. You know, it's just, that's baseball, right? Yeah. And it doesn't matter if you're watching Major League Baseball or the high school level. In sports, actually. There's just yeah. some of those days yeah. where you just don't have it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately for the Rams, came in the first round of the state mm. tournament. But then the nightcap. We get Ames out there. So how, what, what time was it supposed to? First pitch was supposed to be what time? First pitch was supposed to be... 7.30? 7.30. What time was first pitch? 8.21. That's brutal. <laughs> right. So we're talking about about an hour behind yeah. to get to that one. Yeah. Moving around at a decent pace early on, and then things slowed down. And in the seventh inning, as Ames was clinging to a 4-2 lead, uh-huh. they put a five spot up. They're up 9-2. And here comes Iowa City, City High. They scored five of their own. Bases clearing double to make it 9-7. Uh-oh. Their starting pitcher not was like outstanding. This, not like this. Right. right. He gets the first out of the seventh inning, and then he hits his pitch limit. So he has to oh, be pulled from the game. stinks. And that's when all of a sudden the bats started heating up mm-hmm. for City High as soon as he was out because he was outstanding. 11 strikeouts. He was great. Jeez. And, uh, you know, throws it up there, 86, 87, really pumps it in there. Good break. What ball. year is he? He's a junior. Oh, good. And they were just searching, trying to find to get those last two outs mm-hmm. of the game. And it was difficult after the bases clearing double, runner on second. So the tying run comes to the plate, but able to get the final two outs and get out of it. Ames, a team that. Outside of 2020, the shortened season, they went 13-8 and eight that year. But a full season, they've had a winning year. That's nine incredible. Seasons. And now they're in the semifinal. And now they're in the final four. Do they have a chance? They do. Absolutely. They do. They got to... This is the one, though, these semifinal games that can be really, really tough. Quick turnaround. Yeah. Everybody, for the most part, throws their ace in game one. Yeah. Making sure you punch your ticket and you figure it out from there. You're going into the depth now of your rotation trying to figure this one out. And if you don't have a solid number two... It can be a little bit concerning mm-hmm. there. But I think Ames has got a real shot against Cedar Falls. The Tigers were a team that had a lot of pub in the preseason. Disappointed early in the year. I've turned it down, though, over the last three, four weeks of the year. Really talented team also from Cedar Falls. Uh, their shortstop's absolutely incredible, as Ames is. Two really high-level players. High-level baseball there. And then game one, we'll get a rematch of Johnston Dowling, who played for the title mm. a year ago. That should be really fun. A lot of fireworks so in that one. So where will you be as far as radio destinations? So it'll be 5 o'clock start for the Johnston so Dowling game. that's on the Bull. That'll be on 96.9 mm-hmm. The Bull. And you can find it on the iHeartRadio app. Then 7.30, fingers crossed. For the nightcap with Ames against Cedar Falls, that'll be on 1430 KASI. No simulcast on uh, KXNO. Well, I think it's just a little bit easier. Is it? Yeah, to do it the way that we have because they have, KSI has their own commercials. Oh, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, the way that we do it, had a producer up there in Ames and that was nice for the nightcap too, not having to work on my own commercials. (laughs) Gave me at least a little bit of breath in between each half inning, getting that 45 seconds. it was important at that point. All right, so give me this, so there's one more question to ask yeah. about the, about your day yesterday. What time do you push the garage door opener? So left yesterday morning at eight fifteen, uh-huh. about eight eight twenty. Wheels were on the ground, and pulled into Iowa City, do the four games, late game, walk over to the hospital because there's no parking because I got there during the day. You can park oh, in the yeah. evening yeah. by the stadium, yeah. but not during the day. So a good ten minute walk over there, get in. Uh, I've got to stop. I'm hungry. I hadn't eaten in a while. (laughs) 
So found a gas station that was actually open in, what was it? Not even Belle Plaine. I can't think of what it was. It was a quick star. Got a chicken sandwich. Well, you know what? You, you picked the right spot because uh, of a quick star by far, at least to me. Yeah. It was Price open 24 hours. Different. Quick star is phenomenal. I love quick star. Their fried chicken is I, I shouldn't. I hesitate to say this because I like going there, and there's some there. It is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I'm right there with you. I got chicken sandwich. They didn't have a ton at yeah. one a.m. out there, but was well, could have been worse. You could have gone to one of those the hot dog spinners. Oh, yeah. You know the ones that go on at nine a.m. and they're still there when you're dry at midnight. I've done that a time or two. Oh my god! Got that, and right as I was on two thirty-five, getting into West Des Moines, and ready to take the Valley West exit. It's closed. Uh, no. Close but, for just overnight? Just overnight, yeah. So I had to go up to 53. I mean, it's an extra two or three minutes, but still, just at that point, Jeez. roll into the driveway, one <laughs> twenty-five a.m. Oh, my God. Kids got you up at what time? Uh, 7.37, right. I think it was. So it's usually, that's kind of par for your course yeah. as far as you, know, you do night That's night usually out. what it's like, yeah. Right. Saw the back of my eyelids one time. Last time I looked at my phone, it was 2.02, hmm. and then it was lights out from there. But we're raring to go again tomorrow. Now, the good news, I'll be able to stay over in Coralville on Thursday evening and get a little extra shut-eye before we make our way to the championship. And, you know, after our show on Friday... Yeah. Golf? I might play Finkbine. I haven't played Finkbine in, God, I don't know how many years it's been. I used to love that course. used to play there a Played ton. Played it once for KXNO. Oh, you have? In a tournament over there. Really yep, cool yep. that there's a par three that kind of goes down. I don't I'm, remember anything about it. You don't remember the uh-huh. course, yeah. That one-time shot is usually yeah. the way, but it's been a long time, probably 15 years since I played Finkbein. I'm going to try to get out there in the afternoon, at minimum get nine in there, and then get geared up for the state championship game Friday night, and then... Vacation! Well, then I get in the car, drive back home, get back at whatever time it'll be on Friday night, wake up early in the morning, and on the road to St. Louis Saturday morning. Jesus. And away we go again, finish the drive to Tennessee, and a week away... As we recharge mm. the batteries and get ready for football season. Yeah, it, it starts today with the Jets moving into training camp, yeah. which is pretty darn cool. A bunch of teams. Uh, when's the 22nd? Uh, so three days from now, with, uh, I guess Saturday, there's a couple of teams. We'll start, and everybody, uh, by the 25th, which is, I'm guessing, next Monday, uh, will be uh, training camp will be underway. So good stuff as football is upon us. Speaking of football being upon us, um, I'm guessing that the Mountain West Conference has more p- media covering their media days than potentially they've ever had in the past. And the reason why is the Mountain West media days are being held at Circus Sports. And you should, have you seen some of the photos? Yes. And, oh, my God. How about that? Well, you can go to a ballroom in Indianapolis or <laughs> yeah. you can be poolside at Stadium Swim. At Stadium Swim. Well, what guess, would you rather have? Well, I know the answer to that. It's easy for us, but <laughs> yes. uh, I'm guessing a lot of people have that answer after uh, the experience uh-huh. media days there. Let's get Troy in here, then we'll get on to other topics. Troy, welcome. How are you? Great, guys. Uh, Trent, great coverage. I wanted to ask you a question about the City High game. Yeah. They had, two runners got sent back, uh, and that took runs off the board. Mm-hmm. What happened there? So it was a wild pitch pass ball that deflected off the catcher. It rolled into the Ames dugout. So the runners were at first and second. They were not off with the pitch, anything like that. Now, as soon as they saw the ball get away, they both advanced up. But when the ball rolled into the dugout, they maintained City High that there should have been an extra base on yeah, top of it. Yeah. That was not the case. It was called a dead ball. They did not believe the officiate, the umpire crew did not believe that those runners would have scored without a throw. And that is the reason for mm. it. But 
Yeah, they had got two bases. But each they of weren't them. on the move. Right. They weren't off yeah. with the pitch, anything yeah. like that. Yeah. It was on the pass ball, and that is up to umpire mm-hmm. discretion. Sent them back to one run did score. Um, the second run, or what was it? Yeah, one run scored, I think it was, and the second run did not score. But yeah, that was impactful there in the middle innings. I think that was in the six, if memory serves. And at that point, it was, yeah, it was made a 4 2. It would have been 4 3 if that extra run would have scored. City High wasn't able to punch through. Mm. And scored two runs, one inning on no hits, no errors. <laughs> Five walks. Jesus. Two bases loaded walks uh, brought in two runs for the Little Cyclones last night. Nine runs on five hits and the victory to the final. And four on the they Cyclones. go. Anything else, Troy? Uh, was that pitcher in Iowa prospect there? Uh, let's see. I don't think so. So Nick Mitchell came in. His older brother, Gable Mitchell, the grandson of Dan Gable. Uh Little guy, his dad's the coach, baseball coach there at City High. I don't think he is the same kind of prospect as his older brother, who will be the second baseman for the Hawks next year, is a little bit smaller in stature. He came in. I think he might have been the one that was in at that time. But Troy, you'll have to uh, you have to get past me here because it was it was a long night. A lot of innings night. yesterday. Yes. Good, good 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 job. Someone should have brought you Jethro. <laughs> yes, they should have. <laughs> and and you know, it would have been nice. Absolutely. Uh, thank you, Troy. Appreciate appreciate you listening. All right, um, I want to bring up uh, just some of the rule changes we've put in baseball. Was we. I should have brought this up earlier in the week. We'll get to that in a second. Just what the the pitch clock, etc., has done for the game. And it's really hard to poke holes on anything that they've incorporated. Uh, Russ, welcome, Russ. What's on your mind? Yeah, I was just following up on the iHeart app, so I'm a little delayed. But uh, that play at third with the wild pitch going into the dugout, mm-hmm. that's a uh, time of pitch. So the runner was a second. It's a one-base award. So, unfortunately, the ball went into the dugout. So, he, but he still only gets to award one base on that play. That's why it was the time of pitch, uh, dead ball. There it That's is. Why that happened. Appreciate it, Russ. Thank you, Russ. Yep. 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 Appreciate it. Uh, good stuff. So that was impactful play. It obviously. was. Yes. Uh, Trent, here's that uh, Major League Baseball um, has uh, the, the rule changes. What they've done as far as you know the the. Going back to the beginning of the season, they wanted more offense. They wanted shorter games. They wanted to be more action um, during the nine-inning contest. Uh, average length of game last year, three hours and four minutes. This year, two hours and 38 minutes. Wow. That's significant. Runs per game, up about half a run, 8.6 last year, 9.2 this year. That was prior to last night. When How many how many teams scored 10 runs last night? 12. A, t- a dozen? 12 teams Jesus. have scored 10-plus runs on the evening. That ties... May 30th, 1884 for the second most on a single day all time, only behind July 4th. 1894 when wow. 13 teams scored 10 runs. You know what? If the Blue Jays would have done their job, they only gave up nine. Um, they would have <laughs> right. broke. A uh, batting average last year 243. It's up to 248 on base percentage. Uh, 312 now 320. And steals are uh, trending for the uh, uh, most stolen bases in baseball since 1984. So we're seeing action on the base paths. Mm-hmm. We're seeing guys get on base. Yep. And everybody's leaving the ballpark earlier. Uh, checks a lot of boxes. Yes, it does. Right? Maybe a uh, one less hot dog, one less beer. But well, now now teams are leaving the concessions open a little bit longer when it comes to the beer, which is a great idea. Because what was it before seventh inning? Yeah, usually, yeah. You, you can't get one after. 
Well, if some would start closing down early and you'd have to go to the next concession yeah, stand yeah, over. I yeah. remember those from my days in the Metrodome. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, just scouring, trying to race to the next one before the thing, <laughs> before the end, <laughs> the tapper. Yeah, the last guy that's uh-huh. been running up and down the stands. It's flat by then, but who cares? Give me one. A flat green belt, I'll take it. Absolutely will. Uh, good stuff. Uh, so you didn't see much baseball last night? Got the end of the Twins game when I got in the car, flipped on the MLB radio app, <clears> and was able to listen to the ninth inning. A couple more home runs for them as they got to double digits. Byron Buxton was on the bench last night. And the number three spot was very good as Alex Kirloff took over the number three spot. He goes three for four was with a homer. Was there anything mentioned that you've read this morning as to why? Is this going to be something we're going to sit him out for a while? We're going to give him uh, you know, a week off or whatever? Anything like that? The way that it was characterized from what I saw last night was it was a day off. A, just a day it off. It was a day off. Mm-hmm. Reset the batteries, recharge, mm-hmm. those kind of things. That's all that it was. We'll see, though. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxious to see the, uh, today's lineup. Another right. 840 start, so what, 4 or 5 o'clock, we'll see the mm-hmm. lineup come out for the Twins. And if he's not in there again, or if he is not in that number 3 spot, I think yeah. that will tell you a lot. Now, if you go to Game 2 and he's not in there, you have the 10-day IL. Right, use it. I mean, the impact in the comparison to the old 15-day disabled list. Yeah. To the ten day IL, those yeah. five days are pretty Absolutely. significant for something like this. Yeah. This, twin, this team's finally swinging the bats. Now it's against the A's and mm-hmm. against the Mariners. Mariners are a good team. Yeah, they're they're swinging it now mm-hmm. for the first time, and a big part of that is a guy we mentioned yesterday in Julian. And Polanco is getting close to coming back off the IL. Oof. I'm sorry, but your All Star second been baseman, Wally Pipped, you're not playing anymore. Yeah, Julian's not a good defender. In fact, he's a bad defender. He actually should probably be a DH already in his career. Right. Or a first baseman. I mean, that's But they need what, offense. That's what this team needs. Polanco, you go to third. And, you know, sorry to Miranda, who's been a huge disappointment this year, but can he play that position? I think everybody has said, Julian, I mean, second base is the only infield spot mm-hmm. for short of first base you can play him. So you have to do that. Correa, Polanco at third, Julian at second. Not bad. That's not too shabby. This team, we were waiting for the signs. They should be a lot better offensively than they've been yeah, this year. Yeah. And maybe this is it. Maybe it's just getting Buxton out of there. And if he can give you something in August and September, okay. But here and now, we can't take an 0 for 4, 0 for 5 nope. in the middle of that lineup nope. every single time. This nope. offense isn't good enough to allow that to happen. But broke out last night. The bats were going. How about the Cubs? I saw. Did the Nats jump out to like a 3 1 lead? It was 3 0. 3 0. Yes. Okay. And then, so I see, I think I saw, yeah, 3 0. Uh-huh. And then I look again as I'm walking back to the car. 17-3, what yes. happened? It was unbelievable. Now, I turned it off at 14-3. I turned to another game at 14-3. Uh-huh. Um, well, Patrick uh, Wisdom, I, he hit a ball 115 miles an hour, um, just absolutely crushed it to tie the game, and then it just they just kept tacking on and tacking on. And Washington couldn't get an out, um, but the Cubs needed it. But here's the thing about that division. Cardinals have won four in a row. Look, there's still 11 games below 500, mm-hmm. so you can't get too excited yet. Not last anymore. But that's just it. That's where I was going. You remember when the Pittsburgh Pirates were the talk mm-hmm. of baseball? They find themselves back in the cellar. Don't look now. The Reds have lost six in a row. Mm-hmm. Who are the, oh, the Reds are playing the Giants, right? They lost in they lost in extras ten. last yeah, night. Yeah, lost in ten. Yeah. Um, Baltimore. The Dodgers have taken a couple from them so far this week. And this is what the Reds have coming up. Two more with the Giants. Three with the Diamondbacks. Brewers for three. Mm-hmm. Dodgers for three. Jesus. This thing could crater pretty quickly. 
I hope it doesn't, but I think yeah. you're I think you're probably onto something. Um Look, that pitching staff's bad. No, it is. It, it's bad. Yeah, it is. As fun as the offense is, uh-huh. that is a bad staff. They the the Reds highlights have been reduced to Dela Cruz throwing the ball from third base <laughs> to first base, unfortunately. Yeah. I mean it's really cool to watch. Yeah. I mean, a guy throw it 97 miles an hour across the diamond, for God's sakes. Uh, that's moving. Hey, real quick, Jared Stansbury, who I think is a really good writer. Mm-hmm. And I've, I've told Chris Williams this a number of times. I enjoy his Monday musings. Yes, he's good at what he does. Yeah. It's I, that mailbag thing that you always I talk about. You love mailbags. Yeah, yes. I love notes columns. Yep, and that, it's a notes column. Right, when there used to be newspapers. Mm-hmm. Um, there still lo- are. Yeah. Where was I yesterday that I saw a newspaper stand? Where the hell was I? I don't know. He left Ankeny? No, probably not. Oh, he was in Ankeny. Yeah, probably so. But I don't know. Maybe it was the weekend. Um, was it the Ankeny Times-Picayune? No, it was the, it was the Register. Oh, and okay. there was like four copies in it. And I said, I asked the guy, is the business picking up? No, we only get five. It's unbelievable uh, what, what's happened. Um, but but it is what it is. But back to Stansbury for a second. Yeah. I was really surprised by this. I was too. Yeah, it kind of came out of nowhere, mm-hmm. right? Well, you I think. just had him on yesterday. I had him on yesterday. Yeah. I didn't expect him. I'm not being critical. He should have said something. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's good on the on the Iowa Everywhere Network. He does a bunch of podcasts. Him and Bohannon have one. He's mm-hmm. got a couple more. He's working with Jeff Woody. Um, don't know what he's going to do, uh, what he's got planned. But I hope he stays in this business. Well, he's in, what, his late 20s? I've got to think somewhere in there. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of times that's the time you have to make the decision. All right. Right. Financially. Yep. Look, he's he's not breaking bank. Working. I don't know firsthand, yeah. but I'm guessing probably. I know what it's like in this business. Yes. Right. And there are times that you're you're scraping. Mm-hmm. Going back to my days at 1650 KCNZ. <laughs> right. Not a whole lot coming into yeah. that paycheck every single month. Yeah. but. Those are kind of the decisions, and maybe he's at a point, too, where it's just financial. Hey. Yeah, maybe. I, I still, I have 30 years of work still in front of me. That's true. <laughs> I need to make a little cash. I need uh-huh. to build up that 501, 401k and, and go that route. So th- that could be something as simple mm-hmm. as that, just understanding this business and how tough it is mm-hmm. to make it financially viable. Or maybe there's something around the corner that we don't know. Because yeah. how many times do we see that, too? Well, yeah. Somebody two- walks away and right. then a week or two later announces But But a Tuesday? Else. You know? I don't know. You were looking for a Friday news dump? Well, I was. I kind of was. That's normally when we see it. Didn't work for Northwestern. No. I'll say this. I think Kexano's bench got a little bit deeper as he Ah. looks for his uh, next gig, potentially, Uh right? Um, Who knows? Anyways, uh, best of luck to you. Yes. Uh, Jared, um, enjoy your writings. Enjoy those musings. Um, Listen to a couple of your pot. Not the whole thing, but, you know, uh, briefly listen to some of it and... Him and Bohannon uh, seem to have some uh, chemistry building there. All right, time for another $1,000 home run. We're going to talk golf uh, coming up here. Matt Rudy, our buddy from Golf Digest, will help us out. How about Cantley and Kepka paired together? I like that. Didn't they get to, I mean, wasn't Kepka pretty vocal about, because Cantley's play. a slow play, right? Mm-hmm. And Kepka wants to get up there and hit it, and let's keep moving. Speaking of that, last night, uh, what I got home, flipped open Twitter to see if I missed anything else throughout the evening, and I saw somebody put an overlay of a horse race. I saw that, yes. <laughs> can't lay, Lining up lining a putt. A four-footer. <laughs> yes. And the horse race beat it. Yeah. The skate springs and they cross the wire and he's still lining uh, up his putt. Uh, he was, is, he's a tough watch. Yeah, he is. This is the kind of course for him, though. He is, is it? He's on my list. Now, since I'm behind on my capping, uh-huh. and then we get the quick turnaround because they tee off bright and early yeah, in the morning. 13 hours from now. I got some work to do. I got to uh, really pare down mm-hmm. my list. My list right now is about 
35 guys, depending, not just to win, but right, top 20s, top 20s yeah, and things yeah. like that, make, miss, make, cut, and a couple other guys that I'm spotlighting for matchups. But yeah, I got to start to pare that thing down. I got a busy afternoon. So might be another late night working on that. And that's okay with the Twins playing at 840. And the Twins game on, a little late-night handicapping for the Open Championship. Yeah, I'm the same way. I've got Delmar's open, opening oh. night at Delmar's Friday, and I had a really good Delmar last year and hoping I can put him back-to-back. Speaking of tough watch, heads up, DirecTV customers, if you're not oh, aware. No. It's going to be a really tough watch for us if you like golf. Uh-huh. Because once it's USA Network, mm-hmm. tomorrow, Friday... And then I think a little bit on Saturday, the guys that barely made the cut are going to be on the U.S. And, yeah. the, and then the real guy, the real players are supposed to be on NBC and WHO and DirecTV are still in their spat. At least they were um, to begin the weekend. I'm assuming that if something would have been um, um, materialized, we would have known that these two came to an agreement. I haven't seen anything like that. Yet. So the streaming is on Peacock. But only early, I think, Trent. Because doesn't Peacock have a Sunday baseball game early? Don't they now have the Sunday? You know what? I can I can do this. But Peacock is it you more can have than a bunch one? Of things. Oh, you yeah. can. Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's like Netflix. All right. Look at old man Miller yeah. embarrassing himself. <laughs> you, you can click on a different one. Or gotcha. You're watching on ESPN Plus. You can't only watch the Kansas Iowa State game. Right. You can watch, you can watch a anything. Bunch of, right. Yeah. All the same hockey thing, and yeah. Gotcha. Same thing with Peacock. Yeah, because they've got Padres Tigers at eleven o'clock on Sunday morning. So if I get Peacock, I then, don't know Trent. I believe, or Tubu, FUBU TV. FUBU TV also no, has we, we don't have to have FUBU for football, do we? There's nothing. We know the Big Ten's going to be on Peacock. Right. We have to get that. Uh, we have to get YouTube, and should have got it earlier because now you've got to pay a $200 penalty for dragging your feet because that's where the Sunday ticket is going to be. FUBU TV. Try it for free. Free trial. You know, I'm going to sign up for this, and then I'm going to forget. You're going to forget, sure. Every single time. They're going to bang your debit card. Uh, they, yeah. <laughs> oh, that's stupid thing. There's another 10 bucks off. It happens every time. Well, it might be FUBU TV for me. How are you going to get it? Go down to the basement. Oh, oh yeah, you got rabbit ears. You're good. All right. You got that's the antenna My emergency down there. TV when DirecTV is out. It happened once during the, was the AFC or the NFC Championship game? Uh-huh. I remember which one, oh, but yes. Oh, my God. I was just apoplectic. Yes. And then, luckily, I remembered I got this TV in my office, and it's not hooked up, and away I went. Well, for the rest of the DirecTV customers, yeah, yeah just be ready. Yep. Be ready, because there's the dispute goes on. I contend it's going to last until week one of college football, because the Big Ten's on NBC that night, um, and they'll want to show that bad. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Boy, across the country. Anyways, Miller and Condon, Matt Rudy next. Time for another $1,000 home run. 
Head to KXNO.com right now. You can enter this nationwide contest by inserting the word bank in the pop-up box. Bank at KXNO.com. Your chance to win $1,000. Bank at KXNO.com. Another chance an hour from now. Miller and Condon underway on a Wednesday. Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. Baseball life. They win that opener against Buffalo. (laughs) (laughs) T from USA, Tiger Woods. Oh, that dude. I think that when he started his day, uh-huh. he would not take a pee break yes. until his day was over. That, yes, I remember that From the that very story. first yes. group to the last group, and then finally he would make his bladder gladder. Igor? Don't know his name. Matt Rudy would know. Now let's find out. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest, joins us as he always does, and we're grateful for that. What is that dude's name, Matt Rudy? Do you know? I abs- I absolutely do know that guy's name. It's Ivor Robson. Okay, wrote a story for Sports Illustrated in 1995. Is that a yeah, fact? Wow! And he doesn't take a pee break, right? right? He, he, that's a, that's exactly right. And uh, he there was a cottage industry of people who would figure out where he lived and ask him to <laughs> back when remember when answering machines were a thing. Oh okay? sure. Can you, do, can you do the reading for my answering machine and all that stuff. And he did all that stuff for free. Never Aww. asked for any money. He was happy to do it all. He was a interesting fellow. That was a he took that job really seriously. That yeah, was he a, did. That was an interesting story to do. That's an that's awesome, man. <laughs> did you did you actually interview? Oh, is he still alive? Do we know? Good question. That that story I did, I did that story in 1995. Yeah, I want. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that was that's a long time ago. <laughs> yeah, indeed. Well, good stuff. Um, uh, look, I think we have to start, and I don't know if the if this is done. Purposely, but Kepka and Cantley playing together uh, for the first couple of rounds, uh, especially with the history that they've got. And Kepka, he likes to play fast, and Cantley's a human rain delay for crying out loud. Um, <laughs> do they do that? Is that purpose that it happened that way? They don't just pull names out of a hat, right? Well, I, I, they they put they left Cameron Smith out of the featured pairing too. I, I, I mean, there's no there's no doubt that the live situation was harder on the European tour in a lot of ways even than it was on the PJ tour and including losing the Ryder Cup captain. So you know, Henrik Stenson, mm. you know, losing him in a Ryder Cup year. So it wouldn't surprise me if somewhere in the whole RNA, which is, you know, it's a different organization than the European tour, but still it wouldn't surprise me if there were some folks in that room that were, you know, had a little bone to pick with how <laughs> all this transpired. Um, I, I think generally they do, a, they do an interesting job with pairings. Because I think they want to create some spice. They want to, uh, you know, they want people to be doing exactly what we're doing right now, which is, you know, talk about the, the pairings leading up to the tournament. So um, I, I think everything they do, you know, you know, I've been having this conversation with you guys for it seems like a decade. Yeah. This is my favorite one to watch uh-huh. for a lot of reasons because they, number one, the, the European Tour social media team does such a great job getting, getting everybody ready. I think the Open Championship handles the conditions just right. You know, the golf course is not the star. It's just one of the participants. And the players, they leave it to the players to determine who the best one is. And so, you know, I, I think that the visuals are fun to watch. You know, it, you know, the, the players are required to hit different kinds of shots. And then, uh, you know, the, the pairings have a little spice to them, too. I think it all leads up to must-watch TV, even if it is super early in the morning for us. Let's uh, talk about the course and also the conditions and what it's going to play like. We've seen this course before. Maybe one of the most 
famous tournaments of Tiger Woods' career. Mm. Yeah, we remember the U.S. Open on one leg and, of course, what he did breaking out in the Masters. But when he went around Hoy Lake, didn't hit a driver all week. It was just two iron after two iron and a very odd setup that season because of how, what was it, drought conditions, I think it was that year, as he ran away from the title. Not going to be the case here, but course is also different than going back to 2006. What about the course? What are we going to see at Royal Liverpool? They definitely made some changes to the course. They made it longer. Uh, there's there's a lot of lot, lot edgier um, internal inbounds, or excuse me, internal out of bounds, which is controversial. You know, there's some purists that don't think there should be internal out of bounds, but you're, you're going to see on mm-hmm. five or six holes white stakes. You know, right, where if you even just drift a little bit right or a little bit left, you're you know you're you're going to be pegging it and hitting three. Mm-hmm. Um, and fundamentally, the weather has been different over the last month and a half, and the course is going to be green. It's the, you're not going to see that burned-out look that, that the Open Championship can get. Uh, it's going to mean that you're going to – some of the, the qualities that are, are rewarded at a traditional PGA Tour event, you know, bombing it long and straight, that, that's, going to, that's going to be a little bit more important than it might otherwise be. I don't think you're going to be able to get away with hitting a bunch of – hybrids or or long irons off the tee the way you could in a real hot you know kind of summery weekend in the in the uk uh i i think it, i think it's gonna it's gonna be a test the the wind is, is supposed to be a factor early in the week but then it's pretty uh summery and calm over the weekend so i don't think you're going to get that real penalty that some players could get where they get on the wrong side of the draw you know where mm-hmm. you might get rainy conditions and and then calm. I don't think that differential is going to be a factor as it can sometimes be at this tournament when there's so many players in the field and there's so much daylight that you can, you know, you, you play early in the morning and late into the night. So uh, I, I do think that that differential is going to be minimized and it's really going to be about what the players do. You, uh, Bringing up John Rahm's name before I'd even heard of John Rahm, and you've been telling us to watch <laughs> out for this guy. Um, and obviously, he's arrived, and he's one of the best, biggest names on tour. When every time I hear him speak, Matt, he seems like a really genuine dude. And he was asked, obviously, yeah. about Liv and all the money. Apparently, he turned down four hundred million dollars that that Liv wanted to give him to bring him over. He's um, and you've been with him. You've interviewed him a bunch of times. Is he? Does he? Uh, is he the person? Is he comes across being on TV? He's a very self assured guy, and I mean that not as snarky. Just you know, he he knows exactly who he is and what he can do. He has. You know, I, obviously, this is looking from the outside in, but he looked. You know, this is the guy who has a superhero wife who was a who was a, a track and field star in college, and um, you know, is, is fully participates in all of the conversations about sports and about his life as an athlete. He's got you know a great family. He's got a great relationship with his parents. You know, he, he has all the stuff he needs, and I think he understands that. Also, already having you know, 50 or $60 million. I mean, what are we really doing here when we talk about live? We're, we're, we're having million, we're trying to pick fights between millionaires with billionaires. Mm-hmm. And, and I think he knows that the golf fan, there's only so much of that you really want to hear about until it's time to talk about the golf and talk about the competition. So there's really no, there's no, uh, there's no gaining sitting in a press conference before a major talking about whether, a you know, a, a 10 millionaire should get, you know, tens of millions more because he didn't make some kind of move. And, and I think, you know, once you get to that point, I think Rory is in the same boat, you know, they're, they're, 
they're playing for history. They're playing to win majors. They're 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 trying to accumulate a body of work over the course of their career that they can look back on. The, I mean, the money. You know, the, don't don't get me wrong. The money is important, and you want to and you want to secure that legacy too. But I think they're all at the point where they've made enough money that there isn't anything to gain to keep talking about the money over and over again. Money's certainly not a problem for Rory McIlroy, but a nine-year no. drought with the majors, <laughs> obviously, is one here. Um, th- this this has got to be, what, the top storyline, though, of the week coming in, Rory, as he tries to end almost, end almost a decade-long drought. No, no doubt, and I, I think what we saw at the Scottish Open last week sort of encapsulates what this has been about for Rory, and weirdly, he and Scotty Scheffler are kind of in the same boat right now. You know, two, these are two guys that are having some of the greatest ball striking weeks that we've seen since peak Tiger Woods. They just can't buy a putt. I mean, Rory hit every green last year at St. Andrews on Sunday while he was trying to win the Bridge Open, and he and he didn't get it done because he didn't make anything. And Scheffler's in that same kind of pattern right now too, where the the, the ball striking is just otherworldly. I mean, you can imagine if you'd watch that Scottish Open. And he hit that two iron that ever, the entire internet is seen now. Which, yeah. you know, it was about head high, and he rolled it right up there to ten feet. I mean, the Rory McIlroy story of the last few years would have been that he missed the putt and would have lost the playoff. Yeah. You know, that, that's just the way it's gone. And there isn't anything to complain about uh, with any part of his game except for the the part about making putts. And, and it's not as if he's yipping them and he's you know missing them by ten feet. They're just not going in. But that can wear on you. And and. You know, I think what he needs is he needs to, to, to have a tour average putting week, which he could certainly do, and he and he never seems to get it get it where somebody gives him one. You know, where where another player drops it and and it you know, he's right waiting there to to take it, and uh, and it's it's those confluence of events. It's having the ball striking week you need to have, which is the thing you can control. It's making some putts and when when you need them, I mean, all those things come together. And I and I and I honestly do think it, it's harder to win majors than some of the players we've seen lately are making it look, you know, to, to what you don't, you don't usually start your career the way Rory did or the way Jordan Spieth did or the right way Tiger did. Usually it, it takes some time and you have to grind it out and win them. You know, you're looking at almost like presidential administration. If you win a major every two, three, four years, that's a great mm-hmm. cadence. So Rory's missed, <laughs> he's missed one of the presidential administrations going on too. So maybe, <laughs> maybe it's his turn now. We'll see. Uh, Ricky Fowler's wait has uh, yet to have his turn. Uh, can we confidently say, Matt, because he's such a fan favorite? Can we confidently say that he's back? That what uh, what was whatever it was that was preventing him from being Ricky Fowler is now way behind him, or could it creep back at any time? I have to give you credit because you asked me about Ricky Fowler before the U.S. Open, mm-hmm. and, and there wasn't anything to indicate that he would be anything more than sort of a tangential participant. And he almost won the U S open, but, and I think what the U S open did is, is he was at the depth and he needed to get to a spot where he could get back to being Ricky Fowler again, which is a guy who's contending for majors. And then to get, to get up there at the U S open and to feel it again for the first time in, in a lot of years, that was an experience that he needed to go through. And I think weirdly where we are now is we're back to what the narrative was with Ricky Fowler five years ago, which is one of the best players who's just on the cusp of winning a major. You still have to get that part done. And even when he was at the apex of his powers, he hadn't figured that part of it out yet. But I think we're back now to where we can say, hey, this you know this is a guy who has the pieces of game that you need to do it. 
And, and man, the, the goodwill that came from winning that tournament in Detroit, that was a popular win because he's just a genuinely nice guy. You know, he, he, mm-hmm. And it isn't just making the show of signing the autographs, but it's, it's, it's being there to congratulate other guys when they have their breakthroughs and just being classy. And, and it would really be a popular win. And, you know, there, there's no doubt that what Butch Harmon gives players is the belief. You know, he gives them the tools, but he gives them the belief, too. And we, we're, we're seeing that with Ricky. Number 18, it is a par 5 to wrap things up. Could add to a lot of intrigue coming in, certainly to Sunday. Back when this was played there, what, almost a decade ago, 26 scores of double or worse on the whole. Really? In 2014. Since yep. then, they've moved the tee back an extra 50 yards. Out of bounds yep. left has been moved further to the right, another 20 yards here. This thing's going to be a bear. And if we get some crosswinds <laughs> on this, well, we got a fun well, number 18. It's uh, this, what they've really done is made that tee shot really hard. And, and they've made it so that you can't just have a bailout kind of tee shot where you hit a five wood or something where you just kind of poke it out there. And really it's a lot like 18 at Carnoustie and it's just unforgiving and it's unforgiving in a way that demands that you, you, uh, I mean, I don't know if aggressive is the right word, but you do have to make a full swing with a long club off the tee and hit it where you mean to. And, I think that's uh, that you know that there, there's some teeth in this layout, and I really enjoy from what, what I've what I've seen so far. I, I enjoy the fact that there's teeth in the layout, but it's not you know you know goofy golf like the U.S. Open could could have gotten say ten years ago, where they make the fairway like a mower stripe and you have to bounce it on a, you know on a, <laughs> right. on a walkway yeah. or something yeah. like that. You yeah. know, this is this is this is, the way I would call this is this is full grown golf. You know, you, you, it's in front of you. You got to hit the. You know, this is the shot you've got to hit, and it's 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 demanding a, a full swing with a with a long club, and you need to hit legitimate full grown shots on eighteen to win the tournament, not just kind of blunt and scrape your way in. And 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 I, you're right. I think if there's a potential for a double on the last hole, even mm-hmm. if it is a par five, or you can make a birdie. I mean that that's what that's why the Masters is so great, and it's weird to compare you know, a, a seaside course, or this is not a good example of that, but, a, but an open championship course or a links course or a, you know, something in a different country to the most manicured course on the planet. They're, they're, they're similar in the sense that they give you options and you can make a birdie or you can make a double. And that's what, that's what you like to see. Um, Trent's got his app open. Uh, <laughs> give us a couple of names, uh, Matt Rudy, give us a couple of names that uh, you'll be watching, maybe betting this, uh, this uh, tournament. I, I think I'm betting Patrick Harrington top twenty. Same. I think that's that's a place where people are not really looking. Um, I think you want to look at uh, you know Xander Shoffley is a player who struggled on Sunday at the U.S. Open, but is a player who plays great at the and majors A and at the Open Championship B, and he's in that profile that Rom was in before he won the U.S. Open for the first time, and a guy that's going to win one of these. And so if I, I I'm betting I'm betting someone like that. Because there's going to be so much money on Rory, right? And 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 Scheffler's record has been so good with top fives that the odds are not going to be as good for some of these other players as they probably should be. And I think uh, you know Dustin Johnson is a great place to put money. You know, a, an unbelievable driver of the ball, where then the weather's not going to be crazy. You know, the, I think the odds. You know, I don't know that those are guys I would necessarily pick, but but if you're going to mix odds with you know, guys who have the skill set to do it, I'm looking at Choffley and Dustin Johnson. Ken always likes to have the long shot. I've hit some long <laughs> shots here recently and had Robert McIntyre last week at a little better than 100 to 1 Jesus. and came up a shot. Uh, Pretty shots. good. So close. I had a run for my buddy. Here's one for you. 
And you might have to help me out, but looking at the form, a guy that plays over on the European Tour, the German, Yannick Paul, guy that's starting to play pretty well here, 350 to 1. I think we can get a run out of him. What can you tell me about Yannick Paul? I can tell you that uh, that's not a it's not a bad place to go. He's he's uh, you, but but if you're, if you're asking me for obscure Europeans, uh, I'm going to give you a guy. I, I actually, well, I I think I had this conversation with you guys two years ago before the U.S. Open. Rasmus Hogard, the Norwegian, <laughs> he, he he won he won his first European Tour event a couple weeks ago, and uh, or, or excuse me, his second European Tour event. And I'm going to pick Rasmus Hogard before I pick Paul. So that that's we can go ahead to get had I'll bet you uh I'll bet you a steak dinner. We'll go ahead to head on that one. That sounds good. I'm in. Good stuff. Well, Trent's not here on Monday to either gloat or to uh, cuz he'll be on vacation, but pa- I Paul's up to 425 to 1 now really? on circus. That's a huge price. But you and I'll recap. But you know what, Matt Rudy, it's a Ryder Cup year, so we're not going to be done with you. And you know what even makes Ryder Cup week better? That's Michigan State and Iowa. Your alma mater against the Hawkeyes at Kinnick Stadium. So uh, that's our final conversation for the year. Appreciate it, as always, Matt Rudy. I'll text you over the weekend. Uh, Enjoy the Open. Thanks uh, for what you do for us, Matt. Really appreciate it. I should come come there. Okay. Do that. Do it it in the studio. That'd be fun. I'm all for it. I'm all for it. Thank you, buddy. You guys. Take care. Matt Rudy, Golf Digest. Uh, A really good guy. Really good guy. Uh, how about the fact he wrote in 1995 um, on Ivor? Er, I, Ivor? Ivor, yes. Uh, is his first name. Good stuff. Uh, we'll take a break. Come back, finish up the hour. Uh, David Eicholt uh, will uh, discuss the Hawkeyes at 12.05. Uh, Colbert, anxious for this. Going to talk about you and I, those Panthers. They invade Jack Trice Stadium week number one. Uh, what awaits uh, the clones as they run out of the tunnel? We'll pick Colbert's brain on uh, the Panthers. Look forward to speaking with him. Trent's plays of the day before we get out of here. Do you need extra time for golf? Uh, my card is getting full, as I said, <laughs> as I'm kind of adding and helped out a little bit there. Rasmus Hogar? Rasmus Hogar. I remember I, saying that name. I, I do, too. Just because the name is, I mean. He was making fun of me about Harris English, and he made a run for me at the Open, too. So... We're having fun with these long shots. Absolutely. You going to jump aboard with a couple of these? Nah, I don't think so. No? I just like watching. 20 feet now? I quit. Him and I are divorced. Oh, you, oh, you are? Yeah. We're, it's over, huh? Officially divorced. Uh, yeah, we're done. Uh, Miller and Condon, 10 to noon, Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3. On your side. Now back to Miller and Condon on 106.3 KXNO. Here's Ken and Trent. Condon, final couple of minutes, first hour of the program. It's Des Moines Sports Station, 106.3 KXNO. Uh, news broke yesterday. Not sure if you saw it. You're a little busy. Yeah. Uh, that uh, the uh, quarterback series on Netflix has been picked up for a second year. Ooh. Another trio of QBs. Who do you want? Three newbies. Well, Justin Fields, selfishly. Yep. Aaron Rodgers? He's, won't he be the focus of hard knocks? He will. So I would eliminate him for that reason. Um, who else would be intriguing? Russell Wilson. No. He's weird? Yes. He's trying to win back the locker room? That would be intriguing. Mm-hmm. You just don't want to see him. No, I just don't want to see him walking around his house telling and Tua. his kids, let's ride. Tua. I can see Tua. Tua, absolutely. Um, What about Purdy? That'd be a good one. Absolutely. Keep, keep the yeah. job. Mm-hmm. Fight off Trey Lance. Mm-hmm. 
You know who's uh, tutoring Trey Lance? Same guy that tutored Patrick Mahomes two years ago. Who's that? Jeff Christensen. Oh, really? Yes. Oh, there is a blast right? from the past. Right? Boy, his kid had some hype when he came to Jake? Iowa, didn't he? Oh, oh, yes, he did. Oof. Finished up his career at Eastern Illinois. Is that where he was at yeah. the end? And got unseated by Ricky, Ricky Stanzi. Should have been earlier. Yes, it should have. Where did they put him in? At Pittsburgh? Uh, well, Stanzi really struggled in the Iowa State game. Christensen saved him in that game. Then I believe the following week, it was kind of, it was the last hill for Christensen. Yeah. And they were splitting time, but they gave the second half to Christensen. Mm-hmm. They lost that game out there mm-hmm. at Pittsburgh. And I didn't think he should have replaced Stanzi after the first half that he had. Yeah, right there with you. Yet there they were. Mm-hmm. That was his last stand. And ultimately, Stanzi won the job. Yep. That team got really hot at the end of the year, 2008, including the win against Penn State. And then, of course, 2009, ending in the Orange Bowl. Yeah. And ending on the field with, what, would, what did he say? The light, you love it love or, or leave it? Love it or leave it. USA. To, to, to Gary Myers? No, Gary, what's the guy's Myers, name? Chris Myers. Chris Myers. Chris, Chris Myers, Myers, yeah. His yeah. name was on Fox. <laughs> oh, it was so cold in Miami, that stretch. Coldest Orange Bowl in, in history. It had to have been. It had to have been. I remember Murph and Andy getting off the plane because they were there uh, for WHO and for KXNO. Um, and I was down there. And their first stop was like Walmart to get clothes. I I was not prepared either. <laughs> Nobody was. I went into the ocean because I was in the ocean for the first time with my now wife girlfriend at the time, yeah, Tara. Yeah. And like, you had guys actually got in the uh, into the water. Well, I had jeans on, okay. so I had to roll them up and yeah, put my feet. Seemed in. like the thing to do at the time. Right, right? you're in the yeah. ocean, right? Yeah. Hey, let's let's do it. And after ten seconds of that, but we're, our camera, we don't have any pictures of the beach that day because. Our camera was in the bag. Remember, you had to have a camera back then. You didn't have a camera on your phone. And took some beers down to the beach with us. One of them popped open. Oh, Jesus. Ruined the camera. And not many pictures of that trip down to Florida. We did our show. John Miller and I were doing it because that was the that was the that was the bowl game that Peralt didn't get to come to. Oh, okay, it was in the doghouse. So John and I went. And we did our show from the top of Fountain Blue. Is that what it's? No, yeah. it's not. That wasn't it. It was a that was the hotel fountain. It was yeah, that's where we the Hawkeye stayed. Yeah, we were in the bar right on. Uh, it's not the strip. What do they call it? Yeah, the main area. I know what you're talking about. But it's called something. South Beach. Um, oh, I wish I could remember the name of the damn hotel. I don't remember. Anyways, but it was free, and they put up a heater for Zobble. Oh, nice. Yeah. Ugh, so cold. Anyways, uh, our number two coming up next. I agree with your Shipley, Joe Burrow got to be a part of that's it. a good one that is a good one our two next uh i colt on the hawks colbert on you and i who will play iowa state week one trends plays of the day circus sports sponsors our two next 106.3 kxno